John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's Edward Allen Peterson. And it's John Kiltucka, Dad. John Frederick Kiltucka? That is correct. Cool. Yeah. It's the High Game Podcast. Totally. Here in beautiful West Seattle. You know it, Dad. Of your sticks? <laughs> that one. Oh, my God. You don't like my jazz cat talk? Mm, no. I'm not saying you've got to stop. The viewers probably love it. Why you got to be such a bring down, Dad? talk about guitars yes we do we're gonna do that again today yeah yes okay it's sunday we record on sundays we release on tuesday night wednesday morning yeah 1201 a.m pacific standard pacific on wednesdays yeah so i guess if you're in hawaii that's whatever that is yeah yeah you know what's cool about that guitar what it's black it is black we've done a few jazz boxes recently and I think when we talk about jazz boxes, uh-huh. a theme comes up maybe even more from John than Ed. What's that? Ooh, I'd really like this 175 or I'd really like this 225. Yes. In black. Yes. Is the caveat you throw on the end of it. It seems to be that way. You know? Yeah. This jazz box in black, clearly new. Newer. This is not a 50s. You can just tell by the appointments, yes. the pickups. Of all the jazz box guitars we've done, yeah, I do not believe we've ever done one manufactured by Fender. Fender, California. Yes. What are the Fender jazz boxes besides this one? Are there any? Right now? Ever. Sure. That's what we're going to talk about today. Besides this one? Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about the history of Fender jazz boxes. Yes, saying. we are. Oh, okay. Via this here, 1985. mm Fender D'Aquisto Standard. 85. Yeah. I would have pegged this thing at like 2012. No. 
Brookridge said, yes. Those were some fancy chords, and that little run you did was pretty good. It is a jazz standard called Monin. Monin. Yeah. From 19... I should probably have looked that up, but I didn't. I almost could picture it being like a 50s song. It's got like a real 50s vibe to it, doesn't it? I was thinking 50s, too. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a number? Yes. I have the final digit of my number in my hand. Say your number. 59. I said 53. Okay. Oh, my God. What? Recorded in 58, released in 59. Oh. JFK. I'm not really jazz guy. I don't have a lot of blue note vinyl. Ed's pretty square, Dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The jazzy chords, and I'm reading that off a lead sheet. I'm not into that. Little weird squiggly symbols and shit like that. And yeah. John's looking at that, and I don't know what that means. Crazy man. <laughs> God damn it. Can I tell you what I'm drinking, Ed? Oh, man, it's beverage time. <laughs> yeah. This is a bi mm-hmm. antioxidant infusion Ipanema pomegranate beverage drink. Ooh, Ipanema. There's a slogan. Okay. Flavor so surreal. It belongs oh in a museum of modern tart. Oh, that is terrible. You are hitting me with all kinds of bad shit today, John. This is pretty good. Is it? If your tongue had a mind, it would be blown. Oh, God oh. My can's blown. I've got a Whole Foods sparkling water grapefruit. Oh. There's a Whole Foods across the street from the gym. Oh. They've got all that, like, Amazon food. Yeah. I love me some Bezos food. Is it one of those Whole Foods where you don't have to pay for anything? <laughs> it's just like walk in, you grab the shit and walk out, and it, then it just never... shows up on your credit card later? So you do have to pay for it. It's just not immediately. You don't have to go through a cash register? Yeah, is it one of no. those? No. Oh. No, it's not like that, but you can flash your Amazon <laughs> Prime card, and you get uh-huh. more discounts or whatever. Just feeding Bezos fucking more billions. But they have cool stuff. This grapefruit beverage is maybe not a cool stuff. Does it have a slogan? Sparkling water. Help Jeff get to Pluto? No. You're drinking big Bezos. Exactly. I am. But like, where am I going to shop? QFC, Safeway. You think those companies are run by real solid progressive types? Fuck no. Yeah, but they're not Bezos. That's true. I once had a job, Mm -hmm. and as part of the first day at this job, Mm -hmm. your team takes you out to lunch. Mm -hmm. Very nice, very pleasant. We go to a Seattle restaurant, and somebody says, oh, check out the table next to us. I turn around, and it's Bezos. Yeah. He's eating lunch with some people. Sure. And I think I might have said, maybe too loud, that guy's such a dick. (laughs) The thing that was interesting is it was a combo plate of used to people saying that about him. Sure. And also, so filthy rich, some dude said something. Why do I care about anything anybody says? Bezos is just like taking a picture of you with his fucking optical implant in his eyeball. That's right. I got a coffee. I got a coffee too. Coffee's good. Yeah. Yeah, so as I mentioned, this is a Fender-made, DeQuisto-designed guitar. 
Mr. James L. DeQuisto, mm -hmm. born in 1935, sadly passed in 1995. Oh. Dude was only like 60. What's Leo Fender up to? Leo Fender? Same. Ugh. You know, the last couple few episodes, we've been hitting the dong heavy. If you had to throw this podcast into buckets, it's a guitar podcast. Yes. But it's also a guitar history podcast. Yes. And whenever you go back in time, you're going to be flying a lot of dongs. Yeah. Go back far enough and it's all dongs. Solid dong. Sure. Little Jimmy. Jimmy DeQuisto. Jimmy DeQuisto, born in Brooklyn. Italian-American gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He started playing guitar early and took a shine to jazz. He loved the jazz, loved to play it. Born in 35, so we're talking 55. Dude's banging around. Yeah. Hitting the bar scene. Yeah, about then. Okay. Earlier than that, in 1952, okay. he stops in on our man John D'Angelico, guitar maker extraordinaire. Okay. <sighs> He was 60 when he died. Man, it's the jazz, you know? It's smoking the jazz cigarettes. Sure. You can die from snapping too much. Right. Overheating from the turtlenecks. So many hazards. It's dangerous. Berets. Right. Skull heat. So he gets a job. Our man Jimmy gets a job with John D'Angelico. DeQuisto and D'Angelico join forces. Not really join forces. When DeQuisto starts, mm -hmm. he's a gopher. And I thought it might be fun to play one of our normal games, but on gophers. So he was kind of sweeping floors, going to get coffee, shit like that. Sure. When he started doing that in 1952, how much was a gopher going to get a week? <sighs> you have been taken on as an apprentice to a master guitar maker. All he's letting you do right now is get coffee and sweep floors. Yeah. 1952. Say we're living in Jeff Bezos's America, and you think, <laughs> oh, what's an intern make in today's money? Nothing. 1952, probably enough to buy a house and support a family, raise two kids. So how much did he make? I'm going to say something really dumb. Okay. Per week. Yes. $80 a week is probably high, but let me say $80. Yeah, it is high. Yeah. He was making 35 bucks a week. Yeah. In 1952. In today dollars, that's $386 a week. Again, probably enough to buy a house and a car and raise two kids. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And so he's learning. My guy's bootstrap. Yeah, he's building the jazz boxes at the foot of D'Angelico. Love it. Until 1964, uh -huh. that is when D'Angelico dies. Oh, the last 10 guitars that he had in progress at that point in 64, DeQuisto finished them. That's cool. So there are 10 of those out there in the world somewhere. Kind of like posthumous collaboration. Yeah, yeah. So what's DeQuisto going to do now? Well, he takes over D'Angelico's shop and he hangs his shingle out and now he's DeQuisto. He's making DeQuisto guitars and they're every bit as good as the D'Angelico's ever were because, of course, he learned from him. Yeah, okay. He tried to get rights to the D'Angelico name. Yeah. But was unsuccessful. Okay. But it didn't matter. At this point, everybody knew who DeQuisto was. Sure. Off to the races. Yeah. He must have made enough of a name for himself because in 1969, mm -hmm. who comes calling? Fender? Hagstrom. Okay. The Hagstrom Guitar Company is like, hey, uh, Jimmy DeQuisto, how about you design a jazz box for us? He says, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, why not? They ended up calling it 
the Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It was a small arch top. Okay. Smaller size. It wasn't like the big old fat boy. Laminated top, F-holes, the whole nine yards. Yeah. They produced about 400 of them as kind of pre-production prototypes. The plan was that Hagstrom was going to outsource production of them. But the people they were going to outsource to went under. Oh, no. And so they scrapped the whole thing. It never happened. But there's 400 of them made. The Explorer didn't do 400. So come on, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. One of DeQuisto's signatures was a kind of asymmetrical headstock. He used that on the Jimmy that he did for Hagstrom. I'm really having a hard time with DeQuisto and D'Angelico. Okay, D'Angelico is the old guy. Jimmy's new guy, John is old guy. Yeah. Got it. This is like one of those, oh, it's the 1950s. Dude dies and apprentice is like, well, I got the fucking keys. Yeah, it's mine (laughs) now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Hagstrom Jimmy had two humbuckers, as does this Fender DeQuisto. Yep. Two volume, two tone, and a pickup selector switch. Meanwhile... Now Mm. we're in 76. Okay. I guess Hagstrom gets their shit together, and they come back at Jimmy. The Swedes. Yeah, the Swedes come back at Jimmy, Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, we think we got our shit together. We're going to go into production. Can we make some changes, kind of update the design from when you first did it in 69? Seven years later. Come on. Tastes change. It's 76. It's the bicentennial. That's right. The Swedes are into it. Yeah. Bicentennial, Swedes. Yeah. Love it. So he does that. He makes some changes, and they put it into production. Okay. You could get it in cherry sunburst, Mm -hmm. golden sunburst, white, and natural. You give me all those color options, and I think I'm going to go white. I'm going white all day. Okay. It's going white on the Jimmy. Yeah. On the Hagstrom Jimmy. Playing the jazzy chords with this walrus slow pedal. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Unfortunately, Ed, by 1979, the Hagstrom Jimmy is discontinued. Three short years. Yeah. They only made about 1,200 of them. So this whole time, does he still have his shop in New York? He's still... Busting out guitars. Uh He is. In a weird kind of aside, Mm -hmm. he designed and Hagstrom made about 350 that did not have F-holes. They had ovals. Weird. Yeah. Strange design. 1979. That was the end of that. Yeah. Until Ed. Mm -hmm. Fender comes calling. Now we're going to talk about this here Fender DeQuisto that I'm holding in my hands. So in 1984, Fender releases the Fender Master Series. Okay. They did have some solid body type ones, but we're concerned with the hollow bodies. For sure. And they get DeQuisto to design them. There are three of them. Oh, he designs the jazz line for Uh Fender. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This one I am holding is the standard. It is the least expensive of the three. This one is black. Dot inlays. The pickguard and the knobs are... Are they wood? Rosewood. It's like, oh, really? And the tailpiece the, yeah. is ebony. Carved. Carved looks, ebony tailpiece. Yeah, it looks really cool. White binding. Mm-hmm. Top and bottom. And there's pearl inlay that says, designed by DeQuisto. Yeah. What does that headstock look like to you? It's a little like the Gibson 
Open book? Yes. Is that what it's called? They called it the extended open book. <laughs> and it was meant deliberately as a shot across the bow of Gibson. Fender thought, 1984, let's get into this Jazzy Boy game mm-hmm. and let's let Gibson know that we're coming. We'll get DeQuisto. Yeah. Who's the unchallenged master. Right. And we're Fender. Everybody knows who we are. That's funny because the open book design had been litigated. Yeah. But I guess this extended open book, where the open part of the book, the spine is higher, so the sides have to go down to meet the headstock. Maybe that's enough different that it passed muster? I don't know. Yeah. It's just penile enough to <laughs> to work. <laughs> to pass. <laughs> to pass muster. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, that's a real shot across the bow. Yeah. That was their thinking. We got to get some of this action. The next one in the line up from the standard, was called the Elite. It had an ebony fretboard. It had block inlays and only one humbucker in the neck. This one has two humbuckers. And top of the line, they called the Ultra. It was only available on natural and violin sunburst. And it had all kinds of crazy appointments and hardware and gold-plated stuff on it. Mm -hmm. So, Ed, in 1984 dollars, what are you paying for the Fender? Quisto standard. $949. $1984. Yep. That's not bad. You're paying $899. Man, $50 off. That doesn't feel rough. I'm pretty ballparky right there. You see how you do that, folks? This is professional shit we got going on over here at the high game. Uh You think this number shit I'm doing? You think this comes easy? You think that comes from nowhere? Right. What is that today? Today, dollars, it's about $2,400. That feels not bad at all. And when you think about what an actual DeQuisto would have cost you, yeah, the average person isn't going to touch one. In fact, it was one of DeQuisto's earliest built guitars that was the first guitar ever. Crack a million dollars? Yep. The first guitar to sell at auction for yeah. a million bucks was a DeQuisto. Huh. This is why people wanted him to design for them. Even the Ultra was 2500 bucks In 84. In 84. <laughs> So like seven grand? Yeah, in today dollars. Crazy. Nonetheless, by 1990, the DeQuistos are discontinued. Yeah, because it's a stupid idea. Let's hear it a little bit. Okay. Very early established lanes between Fender and Gibson. Yeah. Gibson's got the jazz boxes and they've got the Les Paul and the Explorer wacky shape guitars. And Fender's got the offsets and the Tele and the Strat. I see what you're saying. There are these established lanes and there's a tradition, but it only would have taken one thing to just go stratospheric for that to change. What if the world's best jazz guitar player ever had picked up a DeQuisto Fender? Sure. Whole different story. I guess it's the motivation of it that bums me out. It's just like such a clearly capitalist grab at dollars. We're stuck over here in solid body land and maybe we'll make a couple of acoustics, but that's not enough. Gibson's doing something that we're not doing. We got to go do that. At the end of the day, they were just going after more of the pie. 
See Jeff Bezos. What's he do? He buys fucking grocery stores because yeah. it's not enough to deliver books. Go neck. And then middle. This thing, to my mind, is very well balanced. Even if I wanted to take a perfectly good jazz box and smack it. It responds to that, but it seems to really sing in the jazz space. Especially put some of that on there. Yeah. So I've told you that this thing was discontinued in 90. They reintroduced them. Okay. By 94. But here's what they did. That initial run that came out in 84 was made in Japan mm -hmm. at the Fujigen factory. And those guys are no slouches. Sure. I mean, this thing looks awesome. It looks very high end. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. 94, the USA DeQuistos are introduced. They've brought production back to Corona, California. Mm -hmm. So who's making them? Do you remember when we did the custom shop Gretches? Remember that blue one we did? Sick. That master builder, his name is Steven Stern. Okay. He did the USA DeQuistos. They got Jimmy okay. to sit down with Steven Stern with new designs and teach Steven Stern how to do it. He trained him. 94? Yeah. Oh, man. Right at the end. You're in the tunnel and you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you think you're safe. Don't do it. And then you realize it's a fucking train headlight just barreling down at you. It's a lighted dung. <laughs> yeah. They made three models. Okay. The Deluxe, the Elite, and the Ultra. Yep. The Ultra had a solid top, hand carved. So Stephen Stern was carving that top by hand from a solid piece. For sure. They didn't last all that long, but long enough. The USA made DeQuistos lasted until 2001. Unfortunately, a year after those are introduced, the USA made DeQuistos. Our man Jimmy dies. Mm -hmm. We lose him. And then in 2001, as I mentioned, the USA made DeQuistos were discontinued. At least they were shooting for the fences, right? They were looking to actually make a splash with these things. Yeah. Can you dig that? I consider it Doug. <laughs> you gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Our man Jimmy DeQuisto. Mm-hmm. Cranking out the designs for the jazz boxes for sure. the likes of Hagstrom and Fender. Mm -hmm. The DeQuisto standard in blackhead. Yeah. Buy or deny. Where would I go try it out? Oh, we borrowed this from our good friends over there at Thunder Road Guitars, Ed. Thunderroadguitars.com? Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> Uncle Frank and the boys? Yeah. That's great of them. I would not buy this. No. It's tough. It is black. The wood is very cool. We've had this weird run of jazzy box guitars fairly recently here where we've done yeah. quite a few in the last three, four months. But yeah, no. <laughs> For me, yeah, it's a no. Yeah? The wood knobs and the wood pickguard that DeQuisto made, it's all yeah. bound and everything. Right. Those are nice. It's just not my visual thing. 
Yeah? Yeah, maybe not. We've talked in past episodes about how I like the Florentine cutaway. That would be the first thing I would want. Yeah, the cutaway is also not totally my jam. Yeah. Sound-wise, I have zero problems with this at all. But, you know, if wishes were fishes, I would probably wish for a different fish. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will take lots of pictures of this. The Fender DeQuisto. Yes, the Fender DeQuisto. Mm-hmm. And put them up on the online places. Instagram. Yes. Thehighgain.com. Oh, thehighgain.com. At the High Gain on Facebook. Sure. All kinds of places. Maybe send us a mail to thehighgainpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Those guys, go check out any number is that true i was about to be really pissed off where the fuck are my cookies (laughs) did you see my face just drop (laughs) hey joe where's my goddamn cookies yeah sure bye